Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. He's been around the program, been around the block. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, MG. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I think the role for Taysom is going to be tight in. What was Dennis Allen? What was Dennis Allen really thinking? That was Sean's idea for Taysom Hill to be a quarterback. That's not mine. Earlier on the show, North Carolina football head coach, Mac Brown. Coming up, baseball Hall of Famer, Randy Johnson. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Malcolm Jenkins. Plus, three-time Pro Bowl quarterback, Alex Smith. And now. It's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. Randy Johnson, baseball Hall of Famer, is going to join us. I don't believe Chris Brockman. He's never been on this program, right? We've uh, never we've, interviewed we've him. We've never spoke to him okay. in the history of our So show, that's yeah. about to change in about 20 minutes' time. And then uh, Malcolm Jenkins, new retiree in the NFL after 13 remarkable seasons, two-time Super Bowl champion, um, a fact that I laid on him at the Super Bowl a few years ago when he and Chris Long showed up. I think it was the year after the Eagles had won it all. Um, They were together on our set, and I dropped the fact that NFL Research gave me, and Chris Long had no idea about it, and certainly neither did Malcolm Jenkins, only human being to win a Super Bowl against Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, the only one to have done it. So crazy. So, um, you know, he did it against Peyton in his rookie year of 2009. And as we all know, the Philadelphia Eagles beating Brady years later. Only guy. So quite a remarkable career. And we will talk about it with him at top of hour number three. Alex Smith, who retired uh, last year, will join us in hour number three. And again, like I mentioned, Randy Johnson shortly uh, on the program. We had Mac Jones moments ago. Um, Mac, Mac Jones, I need to do that. Mac Brown moments ago. We had... We had Mac Brown moments ago is really what I meant to say for North Carolina and uh, talked about Sam Howell's pro day, North Carolina's pro day. Pro days are coming to a crescendo, coming to a big finish. Um, And today is Alabama's pro day, which is kind of like, you know, when you hear (laughs) Mother's Day, like it's just your Mother's Day. Every day is Mother's Day, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, Every day is pro day for Alabama. I mean, like you got to be kidding me. Today's pro day. Got it. All right. So um, Alabama's pro day. Evan Neal weighed in at 345 pounds and six foot seven, 345. And he's like a shredded. Again, everybody go Google what Evan Neal looked like at the combine and how, you know, he is six, seven, 345. And, um, Normally, that'll make you the first overall pick in a draft in which clearly there's no quarterback that's first overall pick, but pass rusher extraordinaire Aiden Hutchinson expected to go there. And um, we don't know where Evan Neal's going to wind up. Could be Jets at four, could wind up being, what, maybe Texans at three, but then there's more pass rushers. Kayvon Thibodeau, there's also, um, you know, some terrific defenders, Sauce Gardner. I've already Ow. raised Sauce. my hand and said, I want to I want to live on Planet Sauce. I want the Jets to take him fourth overall. <laughs> Sheldon, let me get that Sauce. So, um, that's, that's what's going on. That's what's up. By the way, that's a new... Uh, <laughs> we, we came up, we, we, we workshopped, as you know, we come up with our best ideas on, sure. on the show. Of course. Just an apropos of nothing fact that T.J. Jefferson <laughs> wants to throw out that happened the night before or some occurrence that happened the night before in sports. 
He just wants to lay it all out there, and then here's the drop right here. That's what's up. That's it. <laughs> uh, we, we cut that a while ago. That's, yeah, but uh, we never, changed the rapper. We've never changed used the rapper. it. We've never yeah. used it. Brock, when it started yesterday, I was trying to pitch Rich an idea for the news because, as you know, I've never done the news before, so I'm trying to, like, can we talk about it? And I gave him, like, this story that I thought was really cool, and Rich just sat there and looked at me and was just like, Cool. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, you know, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's great. I don't really have to have. No, a, I'm sorry. Because you know, this, 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 this would you like to have a take to follow <laughs> up? Well, excuse me. I don't like to have a take. This show traffics in takes. This format wow, traffics in takes. Sports talk radio. I know. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, know what I mean, it's not like you pry it out of me. If I have one, I'm more than happy to deliver it. But, yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to concoct I'll, I'll one. I'll do an item and then you'll just be like, okay. Well, no, because I'm not going to just concoct it. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So what was it, Jason? He said, that's he said, dope. Said, oh, that's no, dope. you said that. I just remember, we were off air when we did we it. Talked, and, you, we talked to you. I laughed so I mentioned hard. another fact and go, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. That I just, I'm like, that could be another name for this segment. Rich is like, that's a segment. There you go, right there. That's a show. Not yet. Not yet. But like, I think this is a segment. Like every, like there's something. Just there's something random where, out. Where I don't have a reaction to it. And I don't feel, I, as you know, I don't concoct this stuff just because <laughs> this show is supposed to traffic in this sort of business. But so that's why we'll just do a new segment where you come up with something. How about this? By the final segment of the show, you have two hours to come up with an interesting fact that you know I wouldn't be. I'd like to know. Okay, I got you. And and then you'll say the fact, and then save it, Jay. Point to Jay. Save it though. Point to Jay. What's up? Then that's it. That's what's up. That's dope. That's dope. And if you want to make it have to do with hockey, because that was Chance the Rapper. They're doing hockey down here. You know, that was brilliant. Brilliant. I cannot SNL pronounce sketch. this guy's name. Everybody, you must go. You just go ahead when you're, you know, in a Rich Eisen show YouTube uh, wormhole. Just pop in Chance the Rapper SNL atop it <laughs> and just watch that sketch. It is laugh out loud funny. Okay, so uh, so we can be on time for Randy Johnson. Chris, you're back in the saddle. Hey, you've hey, got some NFL. You've got some news, right? You've got back, some bro. news. You got he got some sun. I know that. I know that. <laughs> okay, hit it, hit it. And now with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever. It's Chris Brockman. All right, very good. Very good. So disrespectful. <laughs> it would have been really disrespectful if they played yesterday's, yesterday's drop. drop. <laughs> Do you have that, Haskins? Can you pull that one up? Can you pull that one up? <laughs> That's where I thought we were going. Hit it! Hit it! Hit it! And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's T.J. Jefferson. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. That's disrespectful. Why did, you weren't here. Why would you do that? So just don't play it. What do you mean? Why would you play my drop for him? Well, because we, we, we kind of, you know, uh, twisted a little bit. I mean, I had, yeah. I had to do no, the segment. It's, it's called a tweak. No, that's not. No, no, no. I don't want to do the news now. Oh, <laughs> come on now. You can't take your news and go home. But that's so disrespectful. That's nah, not disrespectful. Think about man. how you would react if we did that to you. Well, we do that when he's not on the show. Are you we kidding say Rich me? Eisen show hosted by Ryan Leaf. My my wife has her own sign. That, my We're wife. not married. <laughs> you guys kind of. That is your work husband, bro. Like, don't even like you. You two are work married. Man, I feel like Jim Mercy right now. <laughs> Good segue, sir. <laughs> what do you got? All right, so you, we know we know Jim Mercy, our great friend, the Colts owner, has been there for a long time. Knows a lot about football. Seen a lot of things. He has. <laughs> I'll tell you what he didn't like seeing. What do you? <laughs> He's seen a lot of things. Yes. He didn't like his quarterback last year <laughs> at all. He called Carson Wentz era quote the mistake he couldn't wait to fix. For us, it just wasn't the right fit. I don't know why. A lot of times you don't know why, but you know it isn't. It was important for us to move in a different direction. Yeah, I think the worst thing you could do is have a mistake and try to keep living with it going forward. For us, it was something we had to move away from as a franchise. It was very obvious. It was something we had to move away from. 
which is, I think, maybe he had the Beatles on the brain? Something in the way he moves out of the hell out of here. He's a big music guy. I know that. How about this? I got another quote. Wow. I got it. Put it up on the screen, Hoskins. No disrespect to Jacksonville. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> Heavy disrespect no, for Jacksonville. It's how we started. As you know, week, week 18 is where it all went to, you know, what? Where, where if he didn't like Wentz going into it, he had a white-hot hatred for the quarterback coming out of that game. Here we go. No disrespect to Jacksonville. Oh, but this but I mean, part, that part. The, hold on a minute. But I, mean, but I mean, they're the worst team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> you play well and hard for the first quarter or so, and they're looking to go to their locker room and clean it out. I've never seen anything like that in my life. You say, my God, there's something wrong here. It needs to be corrected. I think we feel, I think that we feel like we did. Wow. He told the Indianapolis Star. Now, you hold tight. Again, right, Rich. Again. Just look around of what the changes that they've made. What's the what's the biggest what's the I mean, how many changes have has Indianapolis made? There's other than like not yet re signing T. Y. Hilton, which is possible. Possible. Right? Possible. What's the change that they made? Hmm. Did they change their coach? No. Did they change their general manager? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Oh, they got a new kicker? No. Didn't, didn't do that. You say, my God, there's something wrong here. It needs to be corrected. <laughs> I think that we feel like we did. Hey. I just, I mean. <clears throat> wow, that was amazing. I mean, so, Jim, how'd you feel about Carson Wentz? And then you got the Washington Commanders putting him in like a letterman's jacket and saying he's the missing piece. They posted and- today, the Commanders, oh. uh, Wentz Wallpaper Wednesday. And it was like, you know. <laughs> Photos you can save to your phone. Oh, because so it's, it's also the, W, too. Yeah. They're the Washington. That's their. Uh, yeah, the, a lot of W. Wentz wallpaper, wallpaper Wednesday. What, you know who's uninterested in Wentz wallpaper Wednesday? <laughs> Jim Mercer. Wentz, no piece of that wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, they called it Wallpaper Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Got it. Boy, they're thinking there. Wow. Do oh man, <laughs> I love it. You said he's seen the Colts. Don't things. play the Washington football team, do they? No, do they? I don't know. It could be one of those. You go to the next one. I'll take a look. All right. So this next item, uh, March Madness, uh, Final Four this weekend, guys. First time ever. Not sure if you heard this. First time ever, Duke and UNC are playing. Oh wait in- a minute. <laughs> What do they do? They host the Washington football team in twenty twenty two. No way. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> The Colts are scheduled to face the AFC West and NFC East in 2022. Carson Wentz will lead the Washington Commanders. Wallpaper Wednesday Wednesday. is coming to a Sunday in Indianapolis near you. Oh, my word. Man, looking like an Oscar Mayer wiener in that picture. <laughs> Spoken like a true cowboy fan right there. That is the ugliest jacket I've ever seen. With all, well, with all, all, due, with all due respect. <laughs> no no sure disrespect. I mean, hold on a no second. Disres- One last time no here. Disrespect, no disrespect. No disrespect. An owner said this. No disrespect to Jacksonville, but I mean, they're the worst team in the league. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, they are pretty terrible. Well, they played him at the wrong time. They needed to play him when Urban Meyer was kicking kickers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, get to this piece right, of real news, quick. Please. Duke, North Carolina playing in the Final Four. First time ever that these guys are playing in the NCAA tournament, which seems amazing. I just I can't believe that that's true. Uh, country music superstar Eric Church, monster, huge, enormous UNC basketball fan. He has a concert on Saturday. He's can he just straight up canceled it. He canceled his concert because he doesn't want to miss the game. Where is it? Where's the concert? Do we know? Uh, let's see. I don't know where the concert was, but he said he's canceling it because, oh yeah, he won't be able to perform at the AT&T Center in San Antonio. In San Antonio? So he's canceling it so we can go to the Final Four in New Orleans. (laughs) Prioritize things. Fans not happy. Church admittedly called (laughs) the move the most selfish thing he's ever asked of his fans in a statement, but he implored them to understand (laughs) because the game means that much to him. I'm sure they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So Eric Church's fans had no idea they needed to be rooting for St. Peter's real hard. Really, yeah, really, really hard. 
It's a basketball game. I mean, I know, but, but it is the it. biggest. It is. It, hold on a second. We talked about it with yeah, Jim. Sure we talked about it with Scott Van Pelt yesterday. We talked about it last week. This is the biggest. We thought the Cameron Indoor finale no, for no, Coach no, K was the it. biggest Duke North Carolina game, you know, or the biggest opportunity yeah. for North Carolina to stick it to Duke that they'll ever have. And now this happens two weeks later. Oh my gosh! And or three and, weeks and later. And when North Carolina wins and Coach K cries walking off the court, oh, it's going to be so incredible. But, uh, I, well, I mean, it sounds like some of his fans are now going to be rooting for, for that to not happen. They're now now there's a whole bunch of Duke Blue Devil fans. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of rough. I mean, that is, it, that's kind of rough. It's kind of like you're it's telling all your rough. fans. And plus, like, last minute, you know, people probably have planned their whole month, maybe their whole beginning of the year around this concert. You know, who, Travel you, for you, it. You know what I would have loved? Travel, hotel. Here's what I would love to have had. Um, a GoPro camera rolling on the conversation between Eric Church and his manager. Oh, gosh. Who you knows who know, the person who had to call up the venue, oh, the person who, who had to call up everybody, yeah, yeah, who yeah. had to put out the statement, oh, who had to whoever had to basically do at what Eric Church wanted to have done fully knowing this was a dreadful business idea. Oh. Whoever's in charge of his business, that person deserves a raise. They wow. they, they need a gift basket. Yeah. To make that phone call, on basically, Eric, look, man. Here's what we'll do: we'll have a TV. We'll have a TV right there. We'll just we will delay the start of the concert. I could I could help you. Hey, Eric, I could help you out. I am a professional multitasker. Mm. I did this show watching Michigan um, lose in the Big Ten tournament game, and I know that you're saying that's not the same thing as a Final Four against Duke. That you need to and physically the, and be the there. First tournament I mean, game. I mean, it could be a television right there. And then you know, with two minutes to go, you don't think. With two minutes to go, he could have stopped the concert and they would have put it up on the screen behind him and yeah, the entire right. stadium would have watched and rooted his North Carolina Blue Devils on. Right. Like for like literally the final two and a half minutes, hey guys, and have the band play while they're right. while he's sitting there just watching the game. Like because that's all that matters is the last three minutes just anyway. Something. Yeah. He could that would have been, been a blast. He could have left stage. How about this? How about this one? What if he goes? And it's a complete, utter blowout. <laughs> like, Duke blows the doors off him. Like, eight minutes in, you know it's a wrap. Then he's got to do his next concert for free. All the people who are going <laughs> to go tickets, to Saturdays, right? those tickets now get comped, like, refund. How about, like, his manager on, had to be like, like, hey, Eric, we'll put it up. We'll get your screen. We'll get your screen right down here. You can watch it. You can see what's going on. And then right behind you, look at the screen. We'll, we'll stop the concert for the last three minutes. TV timeouts and all. Just, what do you think? You think the fans would have a problem watching an NCAA? Some of them probably wouldn't mind watching it. They might right. have money on it. Yeah. Wow. There, there was a much better fix to just out straight up. Res Consulting show. was not Consulted. consulted. I'm telling y'all. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's, up. That's, That's what's up. There you go. I mean, now I don't have to do the bit now because that would have been my story. <laughs> Great news, Chris. Great news. Welcome back. Brian. Great rebound. Welcome back. Also, Tiger played 18 at Augusta yesterday, and Hank Hades says he's definitely playing. All right, let's talk about that later. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be late for Randy Johnson. We'll take a break. More phone calls. Oh, yeah, we got to expound Scott on this Van Pelt really hit that hard la- yesterday yeah, on the yeah, program. Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Randy Johnson no, by the way, thanks for putting a, a Yankee photo up on the screen for Franny. Thank you for that. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee, and right now you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit. Jets win the Super Bowl on Sunday. Are you here on Monday? Yeah, of course I am. Okay. <laughs> Why would I want somebody else sitting in this chair? I'm a professional. Well, you say that. But like, no again, one else it's sits not, in it's that chair, though. Brother, it's different. It's di- it, you can't, <laughs> TJ. You, it, there's no comparison between me and Eric Church. Eric Church is a musician who loves his sporting teams. I'm a professional, you know, who loves the Jets. Who, well, who doesn't cheer in the press box? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still. When it all comes down to it, you know, fortunate what I do for a living. I'm not canceling on anything because this is just a sporting event. Let me explain well, something to you. Be at the event. If the Dallas Cowboys win, we win the Super. Bowl next. I might not be here on Monday. Is all I'm I saying. understand because you're not professional. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm professional. Is our next guest on the phone line, Christopher? Yes, sir. Joining me here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. It's last week uh, or two weeks ago. We had Nolan Ryan on the program. He's number one all time on the all time strikeouts list. Now we've got number two on that list, and he is a baseball Hall of Famer who is a 10-time All-Star, four-time Cy Young Award winner, and he's one of the legends that fans will have a chance to play with in MLB, the show 22. Well, Rich, Randy Rich, Johnson. Rich you're, 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 you're sliding me a Cy Young. I have, I'm five-time Cy Young, but that's okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, uh, I can only you know go with what the folks put in front of me here because I, I forgot how many Cy Youngs you had. Five well, times. I got one. I got one the last I counted. I got one in Seattle and four in Arizona, so that would be five. But maybe they were just uh, saying the four that I had in Arizona. I, I'm not sure. No, let me uh, let me check on this. No, I, it's, I'm, I'm somebody's about to be fired, Randy. So um, the heads are going to roll. That's the way I roll. That's the way I operate. Yeah, nobody crosses <laughs> me like that. Anyways, how are you, Randy? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Yeah, uh, fantastic. So uh, let me just jump into what the here and now is. The number of times I keep here about, you know, Randy Johnson was there taking photographs of something. I've I've lost track. So what are you up to and how often are you out, um, you know, with your camera doing your doing your thing, Randy? Well, before uh, baseball uh, became a real thing in my life, I uh, was going to USC and I studied photojournalism. And so that's where my photography kind of uh, began. And then, uh, obviously, four years in the minor leagues and 22 years at the major league level, there wasn't a lot of time for photography. And so when I retired in 2009, I started to, uh, you know, dust off the camera equipment, relearn how to to use a camera again. And then since then, I've gone on uh, numerous USO tours uh, to support our men and women that are uh, uh, around the world. And then just on a lot of trips in general and... Uh, you know, concerts, uh, Africa, various things like that. So uh, nothing is uh, a set schedule for me. But uh, in the last couple of years, there really hasn't been a lot going on just because of the COVID. Right. So what do you want to take pictures of or or document that you have not had an opportunity to do yet? And you're like, you know what, I'd like to I'd like to to be on the sideline or at a certain spot. You said concerts. Like, what would you prefer to? What would you like to do? Well, I mean, I've, I've been pretty fortunate that I've, I've been able to go to a, you know, I had uh, some incredible access for Billy Joel uh, show up in Seattle at uh, Safeco Field, uh, uh, the same concert here in Arizona, and had all access. Elton John, the same kind of thing. You know, just kind of don't knock anything over. Uh, step on any cords and disconnect the power lines. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just uh, have had that ability to uh, to take those kind of pictures and then in exchange, uh, if they need something from me uh, for social media or, or something like that, a website, uh, then I'm more than happy to, uh, to reciprocate uh, after getting the uh, uh, access that they've allowed me to have. Uh, uh, and then, you know, motorsports and, and, uh, and travel. I think the greatest uh, trips I've gone on have probably been to Africa, uh, been to Ethiopia. I've, I've trekked through the mountains in uh, Rwanda to see the silverback gorillas. And then, and then naturally just uh, been over to uh, 
the, the Serengeti and the Masamara to, uh, to watch the uh, Great Migration a few times. So uh, um, there's a lot of places in this world that I'd like to go, a lot of places that I haven't been yet. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I just find interesting places by other photographers and then start searching it out. I love it. Randy Johnson here on the Rich Eisen Show. How do you get access at Safeco? Who do you know? You know somebody there? I don't understand. How do you get to... I don't. Uh, I don't. Come on. <laughs> you don't just show up and say I'm Randy Johnson, no matter what's going uh, on at Safeco? Know, you know, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, if, if the kingdom would have been there, I probably would have had better access, but, but that, that's a, that's been, uh, you know, knocked down for for many years now. Got it. But, uh, no, I just, uh, I just uh, really enjoy... Uh, I, I think... I think the transition uh, into retirement now for quite a, a while now, uh, since 2009, has been made a little bit easier uh, simply because I have something that I can, um, you know, enjoy that takes up some of my time. You know, I also have a, a place over at the beach, and, uh, you know, it, it's not out of the norm for me to have a, a camera in my hand and, and uh, you know, be taking pictures of, uh, you know, the guys surfing there or over at the wedge uh, when the when – the, when the swells are pretty big. So, um, you know, it, it's really limitless, you know, with, with travel or going out in the ocean and, and uh, seeing whales or, you know, things like that. That That's kind of the stuff that I, I'm looking forward to doing uh, this summer. It's Randy Johnson, Baseball Hall of Famer here on the Rich Eisen Show. And you mentioned how, you know, um, you know, you, you were into photography for a long time until baseball became a thing for you. Um, so who, how did baseball become a thing for you? I'd imagine that youth, uh, managers or coaches and youth sports kind of push you towards basketball. Did that never, was that, was that never well, I, an option? I, I did play, I did play, uh, high school, uh, basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was fun at the time for three out of the four years. Uh, and then when I got, uh, got a scholarship to go to USC, it was theoretically, uh, a half basketball, half baseball, uh, but I essentially was just playing uh, the three years that I played there at USC for Rod Dato. It was all for uh, baseball. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I, I still hadn't come into my own during college. Uh, and then four, and then I signed with the Montreal Expos, and then four years at the minor league level, you know, I was still trying to gained some control and consistency with my mechanics and, and then eventually uh, got called up in Montreal. And during all this time, you know, there's the biggest hindrance at that time, but also it was a double-edged sword. The biggest uh, attribute was my height and my leverage and my ability to throw 95 to 100. It was just a matter of becoming consistent and not, um, you know, and trying to understand and – get it harnessed uh that that was probably the biggest uh biggest challenge for me and it took it took several years into the major leagues and so you can imagine it was always something that was you know i was trying to trying to keep under control so what clicked what helped you click do you remember what i think you know there i mean there was there was there was moments of of real highlight games for me that was in very encouraging and then you go back out uh and you know, five days later as a starting pitcher schedule is, and then you don't have that same success, and then you start questioning your ability and all that. But uh, I think eventually, inevitably, uh, in the kingdom, my home for 10 years in Seattle, I had a nice conversation with Tom House and Nolan Ryan. And uh, and uh, I, I think it was probably being in the American League West at the time and, and Tom House being a former USC Trojan, I think uh, he took the time to... Uh, obviously, see some mechanical flaws that I uh, still had uh, that that hadn't been corrected in high school, college, four years in the minor leagues, or even the first couple of years in 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 Montreal or, or in Seattle. And it was one small little thing that uh, they were going to show me when Nolan threw a, a bullpen session in the Kingdom, and it was simply falling on the ball of your foot, uh, uh, your your landing leg. And what I was doing, I was landing on the heel of my foot. And that would inevitably make my momentum when I was falling towards home plate or trying to fall towards home plate. My momentum would be turning because my, my, my heel would be twisting and I would be falling off towards the third base side. So inevitably they taught me and showed me how to land on the ball of my foot 
And then naturally, my momentum went towards home plate, and I was able to, you know, have uh, everything follow and and go towards home plate. And I wasn't losing my arm angle, and my velocity was staying the same, and um, and it just became very impactful. One small little thing like that was really what I was looking for inevitably to remain consistent on those games that occasionally I would have. Those games became more consistent, and uh, and I really actually started having a lot of fun in the game when I was able to see my ability. And then I just tried to get more out of my ability uh, by understanding the, the, the game itself and how to pitch. And but really, I, I was trying to find my mechanics and and – you know, the building blocks of being a pitcher, the, you know, most pitchers already know about the mechanics and aren't hindered by their six foot 10 frame. That was, that was the downside, but inevitably I was thankful that I had a conversation with uh, house and, and Nolan. And then from that point on, I was playing catch up, if you will, uh, where other pitchers were already ahead of me because they already had the mechanics. I was trying to catch up to them in their ability to pitch and now i'm learning how to pitch with with uh, the attributes that i have my fastball and and my height and leverage and and uh you know things started coming into place and uh, and, and it was a lot of fun I, I i it's such a strange question to ask somebody who's number two on the all-time list who just told a story about the guy who's number one on the all-time strikeouts list helping unlock your potential in Nolan Ryan. That's incredible, Randy Johnson. But this is a simple question. If you were still pitching today where everybody's focusing on exit velocity and trying to swing over a shift and, and striking out much of the time, how many more strikeouts do you think you could have in today's game, Randy? Well, I came close to 400 one year in one season. I came So I, I, I suspect that uh, if they were letting me go out and pitch like I was in the 90s and the 2000s, you know, where I was allowed to throw 135, 140 pitches in a game, uh, I would probably, uh, I would probably, you know, get to that, get to that number. Uh, but unfortunately, in today's game, um, you know, pitchers aren't allowed to go deep into the games simply because they're not allowed to throw that many pitches in a game. So. Well, and then there's, but there's also the analytics, right? Third time through the order. I mean, would a manager ever be able to tell you? You know, Pinella, I mean, I don't think he'd be that guy. Or It's such a different era, man. I mean, going up to you, going up to Randy Johnson, say, need the ball, Randy. It's a third time through the order, and your numbers are such and such a thing. I mean, I can't even imagine. I can't well, even and, imagine. And, and, and analytics are important. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But I also don't want to deny the ability that a player may have that he never gets to because he's never allowed to stay out there and actually see what it's like to get through a tough situation and extend himself um, and see what it's like to get out of, uh, you know, a situation that, that pitchers have been doing for over a hundred years. And I think when you finally get in that position and you see that you're able to get through a situation like that, you get to the next level of pitching. And I think in today's game, there's not as many pitchers that are allowed to do that as there was when I was pitching. And I'm thankful that I was allowed to do that because then it made me grow as a pitcher. I, I think it, it, it allowed me to see what it took. You know, this, hey, this inning could take another 10 pitches and I'm going to have to really bear down and focus. And I'm tired and, you know, hitters are coming up and, you know, I just think you, you got to, you got to really bear down, and I and I think not being put in that position, pitchers never know what it's going to be like to get out of that position because a a pitcher's coming out of the bullpen to relieve them and get out of that situation. So I think that's that's the one thing I take from today's game that I just wish that uh, there was a little bit more of a leash that was loosened for pitchers so they could go out and, and pitch and really grow as a pitcher. Well, I know, and this is another odd question to ask somebody who's got damn near 5,000 career strikeouts, but it is baseball. Um, every pitcher always had some guy that would wear him out. Was it, who, who was that guy? That, uh, was... There was, a, there was a, it was a long list. <laughs> oh, come on. It really Seriously. Was. Uh, I mean... as, as any pitcher would say, 
that's played 15, 20 years, over 20 years. You know, not everybody was a strikeout. I gave up a lot of home runs, and I gave up a lot of hits. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have uh, that, you know, if, if I – Met them, I would probably owe them a steak dinner just because they wore me out. Uh, you know, Mike Piazza yeah. has good numbers off me. Chipper Jones has the most home runs off me. Um, I mean, the, the list is long, and then, you know, it just all depends on how many at-bats are you talking, like 10 at-bats, 15 at-bats. I mean, we could go all the way up to 20 at-bats, 30 at-bats. So then uh, I guess which one would it be where, you know, you're going through your pitching plan or whatever before your game and you're like, okay, I know when this guy's up, it's going to be my who, – who, who would be the guy that you were just I, like you just I, I, you you want to see? I, I, I can't think of any names right now, but like, uh, you know, Mike Piazza or – You said or, Chipper. Um, Chipper. You know, Chipper yeah. Jones, someone like that. I, I, I think, you know, you, you handle you, – you respect everybody that comes up there – and you also realize that you're going to be doing damage control, too. They may get their hit. If they get their hit, if they get their home run off you, now you've got to bear down and either understand that the person, your nemesis, is on deck, and so you need to get the person out at the plate so the person that comes up that your nemesis isn't, you know, doing, you know, you, you try to keep damage control in play there, I think. Uh, but, yeah, I think... I'm sure you got uh, technicians there that, nah. could, that could rattle off 10 people that probably are batting over 500 off me with more than 15, 20 at-bats, and I think that's a pretty good number. Of course it is. I mean, did you ever did you ever face Griffey? Did that ever happen where he moved on and you moved on? And Yeah, well, I mean, I played here in Arizona, and right. I played with the Yankees, but more importantly, I, 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 here with the, uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, I was actually able to pitch a couple of times up in Safeco Field uh, when he was still in Seattle, I think I think I faced him like three times. We actually talked about that recently. Uh-huh. Uh, faced him and Edgar, who I consider one of the best oh, hitters I've ever seen. No doubt. Uh, I think uh, I think I got Junior out, and then I threw him a slider that backed up a little bit, and he said he hit his elbow. He told the umpire, so the umpire gave him first base, and I just looked at him, shook my head, <laughs> like like like, come on, man. <laughs> Stay in there. Let's have, let's stay in there. I'll throw you my best stuff. We'll see what happens. I love it, Randy Johnson here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so you are one of the legends that fans can have a chance to play with in MLB The Show Twenty Two. Uh, Kurt Gibson, the eighty, so the eighty four Kurt Gibson is going to be in the game. Two thousand Carlos Delgado, who Delgado a few times. Uh, Dontrell Willis from two thousand five, and the version you're being uh, you're in this uh, game with is the ninety five version. You won your first Cy Young Award with the Mariners. Is that the the ver- yes. Did you get a chance to choose which version, or you approved it? Could you get to approve which version uh, uh, of yours? I, I didn't get to pick which version I was going to be, but I did. I did uh, help uh, design what I was looking like. I mean, nice. I think I was in full uh, mullet uh, attire uh, in Seattle by '95, so they had to get the mullet correct and. Uh, <laughs> And just the nemesis and, you know, kind of like the pig pin, if you will, from uh, Charlie Brown with the big thing of smoke coming, kind of coming up around me on the mound and all that. How does one tell them to get the mullet right? Walk me through that. It's got to be a certain length. I mean, like, well, how, I, I think happened? they were showing me some, uh, you know, some top secret, uh, you know, designs, some artist renditions. And I said, no, it's got to be longer. We're talking a mullet. Come on. I love it. Just amazing. All right, we found out the guy who's got the most career hits off of you, there Randy you Johnson. We got it. How many at-bats does he have? How many at-bats, T.J. Jefferson? How many at-bats does he have? Let Did me you pull. I didn't see the at-bats. We didn't say the just at-bats. Got the just, got, just got the number of hits. I don't know. We, we don't have that number, but the number that we have is 20. 20 career hits against you. And is uh, And give me three names, and I'll pick the person probably. Okay, here we go. Uh, first name is, uh, we'll go with Piazza, um, okay. and then Pudge Rodriguez, Paul, okay. Paul LaDuca. Paul LaDuca. Oh yeah. I faced all of them, but like, I, like, I, I think that Mike Piazza probably has the best numbers off me. So I'm going to say he's got 20 hits off me. Actually, it's Paul LaDuca with Pudge being second. That's what we got here. Yeah, how about that? Well, so that's the top three hitters against me then, probably then. 
What do you, what do you got Pudge there? Pudge is first, Leduc is second. Pudge is first and Leduc is second. Okay, that's it. Pudge is really? first, Leduc is second. There you go. Well, there we there. Okay. Now, next time I do uh, next time I do an interview and someone asks me who are the toughest hitters I've ever faced, well, I can say Paul Leduca and Pudge and Rodriguez and Piazza. You're much welcome. You're 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 welcome, Randy. I try to thank, leave people in a better spot. That, thank you for that useless information. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Randy, that's what I'm expert at. That's why you know I've I've been on the air since '96, the year after your first Cy Young Award, man. So that's how I've been able to stick around is by making uh, useless information somewhat useful. And then I guess the, the the now now that there's no now that there's no more uh, I guess pitchers being required to hit in Major League Baseball. Do you know how many career home runs you hit, Randy Johnson? Do you know how many career? Oh, home it runs? must have been at least fifteen or twenty, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should take the under, Randy. I'm I'm sure you got your crack engineers on that on that topic. I already have that information. It's written on a card. It's one time you hit one home run. You hit one home run in your career. That's all. That's uh, it. Must have been all the batting practice home runs I hit in various ballparks. Those those didn't count. I guess not. Did they not not, count? Apparently not. We got one. We got one. Uh, All right. Well, at least I got one, right? Yeah, it was in Miller Park on September 19th, 2003. So we'll call you on the anniversary of that. (laughs) How many home runs did I give up? Oh, gosh. You know, there's a crazy thing is, and, you know, when we had Nolan on a few weeks ago, he's the all-time leader in walks, too, you know? I mean, Favre was the all-time leader in touchdowns for a while and interceptions thrown. I mean, when you've been at it such a long time at the top of your game, you're bound to, you know, lead in everything. So that's like, uh, it's like, like, Everybody will come up. How many birds did you hit? How many birds did you kill over twenty years? <laughs> well, that, apparently, that, same number. Apparently, same number of home runs you hit, Randy. <laughs> yeah, but which was a greater feat? <laughs> well, both were moving that you hit. That, that's true. I put I put both of those in very high esteem. In my office here, I have the home run ball. In the other corner, I have a stuffed dove. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you put it back together, Randy, and I don't mean the home run ball. I mean, you know. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I have them both in my office, so uh, uh, they're, and, and they're and those are the, my two prized positions, uh, prized possessions: uh, the the baseball and the and the uh, the bird that I hit. <laughs> <laughs> you know the anniversary that just came up. I, I don't even know where my Cy Youngs and my World Series trophy are. <laughs> be, had to be real hard to put that bird back together. <laughs> Randy, I really appreciate the time, man. I hope we get to do this more often. I've really, uh, I've really enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. All right. Thanks again, well, sir. Well, well. Tell your security next time I come down there to let me in, even though I don't have an appointment. Yesterday, uh, I got turned uh, turned away. Uh, security escorted me out of the building. We got to make sure. We got to get on that. Uh, we'll make sure you get yeah. on that. Uh, at- I guess next time maybe I need to bring like a baseball card and show them that I really am ready. To <laughs> <laughs> or a bird. At yeah, RJ. Or, or, yeah, bring the bird there. <laughs> at RJ51photos on Instagram to check out this man's work uh, behind the lens. Uh, Thanks for the call, Randy Johnson. You're the man. My pleasure. You guys be well. Randy Johnson here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> that was just tremendous. I did not expect that. He's got a little Bill Walton in him. <laughs> yes, he does. All right, we'll take a break. We'll try and put that all back together like the bird. When we come back <laughs> on the Rich Eisen Show. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. 
Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH <laughs> is the number to dial on the program. Fun stuff with Randy Johnson right there. We had Nolan Ryan. Who's third on the all-time strikeouts list? Because we've got one, we got two. Uh, who's going to be Cy Young or somebody like that? I don't know. Yeah, it might be Walter Johnson. I don't think they're uh, available, right? Who's third on the all-time strikeouts list? Because Steve we, Carlton? we just need to go straight down. Actually, Roger Clemens. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's available. He, I mean, he's still with us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it helps. So <laughs> we had Scott Van Pelt on yesterday, and he's like, you know what? It's entirely possible Tiger Woods shows up at Masters next mm-hmm. week at Augusta National and actually tries to play. And because we brought the, I brought that up with him because he was saying how um, – Weighty the coverage is from the worldwide leader in sports this week for Duke Carolina. And, you know, because Duke Carolina games, the ESPN's been the home of those, right? Twice a year. Pretty much forever. I remember being on the 90s. I I told a story about being on the air Mm -hmm. after after one of them with Stuart Scott. He told one about being on uh, after the year, on after uh, one of those games on the air with Stuart Scott. Um, And so. I then like, well, how weighty the coverage that will just be a walk in the park if Tiger Woods shows up to Augusta National next week and plays. CBS on their hands and knees, and 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 obviously anybody who's a Tiger Woods fan would just be. And so, what's happening? Like he's actually. Okay, so here, so here's the deal, Rich. There is a Twitter account called TW Legion, Tiger Woods Legion. They follow everything the Tiger does. So they were kind of tracking his jet yesterday because he had played a couple of practice rounds at the Meadowist. Uh, one of the courses down in Florida, and then they were tracking his jet going to Augusta yesterday because there were rumors that he was going to walk the course. Well, he just got to it, walk it, just to see just if he to could walk physically it, just do to it. See how, just to see how his body would hold up. Well, he ended up playing a full 18 yesterday. At Augusta? At Augusta with his son Charlie and Justin Thomas. Uh, him and Tiger are very close. How do you get a G time? Sorry, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And so one of the a source talked to ESPN and said, quote, he played every one of them, meaning all 18 holes. He looked good to me. So I don't know if that was JT who lobbed someone a text. uh, But and then Hank Haney uh, with Tiger's old swing coach. uh, He had went on his podcast and predicted not only that. Will Tiger play? But he will be surprised if he doesn't Does not. contend. Oh, said that on. said that Tiger Woods' <laughs> camp saying that it's too early to make a decision is code for he's in, barring a last second change. Oh my God! Hank Haney also made reference uh, to Tiger's comments about uh, the Genesis, about going on beach walks and walking on the treadmill. Right, saying that Tiger doesn't just go for short walks on a beach. We're talking about miles. So the Tiger was getting himself ready. Because oh, Augusta is one of the hardest walks on tour because of all the hills. Please. Getting himself ready for right. that type of uh, physical activity. I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> I, I, like at this point in time, it's just like, I, 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 it's like Fight Club. I don't think we should talk about it right now. <laughs> all right, let's talk about it. That would be insane. Roy McElroy met with the media earlier today and said, quote, the sheer will and perseverance, it's incredible. If he comes back from this again, he likes to prove people wrong. He likes to prove himself wrong, I think. Okay. That would be stupid. I don't even know stupid. how to... I don't even know how I to... I can't even comprehend. All I know is that there are some breadcrumbs here. Those are tons of breadcrumbs. Those are like loaves of bread, and, 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 and Scott Van Pelt doesn't just throw that out without some sort of... Um, exactly. Working, working belief that it's possible. He's not just throwing it out. He wouldn't do that just to, to click or anything like that. That's right. not his. Right. That's not his bag. Malcolm Jenkins and Alex Smith coming up in hour number three and more of your phone calls. But that that. Uh, yeah, I saw what you guys. There's no. I'm I'd like you know we're, we're constantly Scott talking yesterday. about how do you compare it? You know, obviously Bobby Jones, right? Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, Scott said on SportsCenter. Coming I'm back from guessing, a car accident. I'm going to see him play. Would that happen again? Could that happen? This was, if I'm not mistaken, this was just last year, it was right? Last year, yeah. Like, like we're life. just, we just passed the the one year anniversary of the car overturning just just miles away from where 15, we are right 15 now. 15 minutes away from here. Yeah. And then jaws of life, whole business. Yeah, nearly losing the leg. Oh my god. Mm. That he could play in the Masters. Oh, I can't, can't even imagine. That he could play in the Masters would be unreal. And again, we we mostly, you know, thank goodness the coverage has gotten so much better and looser that you see the whole course. It. I've never been. I've only been told. But when you see it, it is particularly treacherous in terms of hills and walking up. So the fact that he not only went there to walk it, but wound up playing. And that sort of stuff out there wouldn't be like, he looks good. Wouldn't be given the check mark to, to talk about it. To raise an expectation level that Tiger would not feel or anyone around him feels he would not be able to meet. That would be off the chart stupid. And there's no other way to put it. And I'm all in on it. I am all for it. The whole world would be all in on it, all for it. The gallery would be oh. off the charts. <laughs> the ratings would be through the roof. Through the roof. And Even if you're just sitting there watching. And I, 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 imagine if you made the cut somehow. Dude, I can't even. Just, let, let's stop. I, I mean, like, we're, 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 he's not even. The, the bags know, haven't even, even been I know, unpacked. I know, I know. He hasn't even announced anything. But the fact that he went enough alone just to play it and did it. Just alone. Yep. And way to go. I'm bringing his son. Love it. Uh, by the way, I'm also dying to know what Charlie shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else curious? Yeah. Right. I was going to ask you that question. Like anybody else know what he shot? He's 14 now. Is that how old he is? Something like around there. So 13, 14. Wow. Let's go. Come on. Let's go, Tiger. Let's go. Let's go. Tiger, Let's go. Joe. Malcolm Jenkins, the new retired player, coming up.